You're listening to Solutions for Earth, a podcast dedicated to healing the world. I'm your host, Broderick, and today's guest is Brian with the Y Reeves. Brian is a transformational guide, relationship coach, men's work facilitator, author, blogger, but most importantly, he's been an amazing mentor to me. And in this conversation, we dive into relationships, initiation, what a real adult means, and a number of other topics. Enjoy it as much as I did. So <clears throat> I just want to say that I'm, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. And we're going to go deep on relationships and your journey. Let's do it, man. I'm in. So okay. Thank you for the invitation. I'm, I'm, it's just good to see you continuing to uh, evolve and unfold and create yeah. and, and adventure. It's very nice to see. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. So, yeah, could you tell us a little bit more about your personal journey and what, how did you arrive here as a transformational guide and relationship coach? Well, the short answer is uh, I landed here by throwing myself uh, out of comfort zones uh, of, of Brian's past and yeah. uh, getting my ass handed to me by life over and over and over again. Um, That's how it works. Uh, when, you know, from, from the time I left the military at the age of 26, when most of my friends were either taking high paying jobs in the defense industry or staying in yeah. the military and going on to be uh, you know, leaders in, in, in military uniforms. Yeah. I got out at 26 years old after just five years of active duty as a, as an air force officer. And I said no to all of that. And I just grabbed yeah. a backpack and went walk about in the world. And I did that not with excitement. I did yeah. it because I felt dead inside. Yeah. I was miserable. And what was your experience in the military? Like, well, my personal experience was I felt I felt like I was doing doing work that just felt utterly pointless. Yeah. And utterly particularly what I was doing. I was doing engineering work. I was um you know, I was not in a combat role. Uh I might have felt more. I, I have no idea. I mean, I know a lot of my friends that were in combat roles. It's not as. I mean, they they had their own complications with that experience. Yeah. So I, I don't. I don't envy them. And at the same time, though, I I was bored out of my damn mind for five years. Yeah. As a, as a as an Air Force officer, I was. I just felt. I knew I wasn't doing my soul's work. Yeah. I was. I was just doing the work that I was required to do by the the college education that I got just sort of this was my yeah kind of my my karmic my uh I, I suppose my family karmic path that I was just following you know as kids do until right. into adulthood until we decide you know what this ain't my path yeah let, let me figure out what that is yeah and that that started for me at the age of 26 when I left the military and but I had no idea what yeah. that path was and okay, this is a this is a really great question because I think a lot of people because I'm 26 right now actually speaking uh, of yeah, um, yeah. and I think that's true for a lot of people 
around my age, finding their path and, mm-hmm. and discovering that. And maybe the system or the quote unquote, the system isn't set up for people to, yeah. to cultivate that. And that's right. do you think you go back to the military? Do you think that's how most of your peers felt, you know, in that space? Or do you think it was unique in that sense? And everybody else was like in fulfilled. I think I was very unique in that sense because yeah. I think most, most our culture, yeah. to your point, Broderick, yeah. our culture teaches us that look, just go get your go, go get your job, get your money, yeah, you know, get your career, get your comfort, get your yeah. privilege, get your yeah. wh- whatever it is you you think you're entitled to, go get it, yeah, and then try to be happy with that, yeah. I think some people succeed at kind of being happy with that. Sure. I think the vast majority of people we attempt this, and this was in the days before the the before YouTube, before Facebook, before social media. Like I had yeah. no idea what <laughs> kind of you know there were books. All we had back in this day was books. Yeah, where we could be inspired to a different path, or if we were lucky, we had one person come into our life that that opened our eyes to to a whole new way of seeing and doing things. And that person for me, yeah. I mean, there were a number of people. Yeah. Uh, there was actually a girlfriend that I had yeah. while I was in the military who she she had spent a year in Japan. She was from Canada and she had spent a year teaching English in Japan. Yeah. And in her twenties. And I thought, wow, I didn't know you could do something like that. Yeah, and that that to me lit me up because I knew I was miserable. I knew I just couldn't keep on the path I was going on. And I, yeah. and again, I think a lot of people are, especially well, my U.S. my peers and contemporaries, they were fine. You know, they're they're doing they're in military, they're serving their country, and and they're making money and they're comfortable and they're getting respect and prestige and a uniform and all this stuff. Their ego is yeah. being fed. Yeah, and. But not their soul. Not their soul. And, and look, yeah. I, what do I know about their experience? I'm sure some people being in the yeah. military is their soul's work. Yeah. So let, let me not take that from, from them. What do I know yeah. about other people's journey? I just knew it wasn't mine. Fair enough, yeah. And, um, and, and I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel like I, it was a, a profound blessing, even though it was profoundly painful. Yeah, but it's been a profound blessing because I'm doing my soul's work, and meanwhile, there are people that I actually worked with. One of the guys a couple of years back. Yeah, I worked with a, a man who went, who was a. Uh, we actually went to school together, and he became a, a military pilot. Yeah, he actually ended up ended up uh, flying drones. Um, he was, I think, he was an F sixteen pilot, but also a drone pilot later in his career, and okay. he retired as a colonel. Yeah, and he was struggling profoundly. Uh, he ended up hiring me as a coach when yeah. he separated, when he retired from the military after yeah. twenty years. Yeah, and he was at that similar kind of place. Like, what the hell do I do? Mm. And, and the thing is, he felt dead inside. He also yeah. felt disconnected from his heart. Just mm. you know, so I've I've gotten to see what some of my contemporaries what happened to them as yeah. they went on to do 20 years in the military. Yeah. And not to say that it all turned out bad, but I'm glad I took my path and not theirs. <laughs> yeah, totally. What do you think is like the tipping point for them? You know what I mean? Why at 20, the 20 year mark yeah. and, and what, like, are they finally tuning in to what they're, what they're feeling or what is it? I think for a lot of people, I think a tipping point tends to be, uh, let's say they they get everything they thought they wanted 
Yeah. And it's not working. Yeah. It's not making them happy or their relationship, especially relationship is falling apart. Yeah. And that throws a lot of people into crisis mm. after, you know, in their late thirties, early forties, fifties, even. Yeah. I think in your, in our twenties and thirties, again, this, this, this day is different. I mean, with Instagram and, sure. and they, you know, it's like our, our yeah. minds see so much more that is possible Yes, that we didn't have exposure to when I was in my twenties, but, but even that Broderick, yeah, I think a lot of people can still be lured into thinking that, look, I'll just become an influencer and I'll be famous and I'll make yeah. money and I'll sell online courses or I'll get sponsorships and I'll do ads on my channel yeah. and that'll make me happy. Yeah. And it fucking doesn't. Yeah. Not in the long run. For sure. Yeah. There's a, there's a, mo there's a, a current modern day similar template that yeah. people will follow and it's almost illusory entirely yeah not, not that there's anything wrong with those things it's not yeah. about that thing at all it's 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 our believing mm. that that will be the thing that makes me feel finally fully seen yeah loved you know respected yeah uh cared for whatever sure. whole and and, un, and no longer wounded in myself and it just yeah. doesn't work in fact if anything yeah. the opposite happens because mm. we get those things you know i've been a blogger for the last nine years i've been very successful yeah. at blogging and 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 yeah you know I, at first having people read my blogs and my very personal writings was like exhilarating oh my god yeah people see me i'm still seen i'm succeeding it's happening yeah. But then I never forget when I got my first negative comment on a blog. Yeah. I was mortified. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. People can disagree. People can say bad things on me. Mm -hmm. And this was like, Broderick, this was, you know, this was 2013. Sure. You know, long before trolling was like a, a, a common word in the dictionary. Yeah. Uh, so, holy shit, man. It's yeah. like, it just, it's, it is illusory. It's not, it's again, nothing wrong with it. I encourage people to yeah. follow your dream, you know, step Absolutely. out, share yourself with the world, but don't expect yeah. that that's going to be the thing that makes you happy. Yeah. So, so shifting from the external, externally sourced to the internally sourced, um, mm -hmm. source, I mean, source, that's literally what it is. It's, it's on the inside. Yeah. 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 So what's your deepest, I mean, going back to your journey, um, we went off on a tangent there, which was great, but What's your deepest reason why behind everything you do? And when did you find that on your journey? Because you, you, I think you alluded to it a good amount, but. Yeah, well, there, there has been a thread through everything that I've ever done. Yeah. In terms of professionally, but even in my relationships with people, yeah. my intimate relationships and my relationship with my wife, Sylvie. Yeah. Um, the way I show up in the world, the way I write. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, the, the the great why that that runs through my you know you could say uh, I think uh, one of the Marley one of the Marley kids said it best sure. Ziggy Marley love is my religion oh my god I literally listened to that song the other day it was did just, you yep yep I mean ultimately and and you know look this word love is mm. a, has a lot of different connotations to it there's a lot of baggage yeah. with that word there's a lot of stuff that goes with that word let's talk um, about it. We can talk about it. I mean, I think yeah. I think love is the most ferocious and fierce and courageous and and yeah. and uh, 
a wild force in the universe. It's it's what yeah. animates all, and and you know, it's for me to serve love. Yeah, doesn't mean I let people walk all over me. Hell no. In fact, it means I have really strong boundaries because yeah. I know letting people walk all over me does not serve those people. Yeah, totally. Even as it doesn't serve me. Yeah. So it's your highest. Um, it's almost like it, you can't you can't give what you don't have. Well, I just know that. Um, I've just experienced over and over trying to arrange the world outside of me, mm. trying to manipulate it or coerce it yeah. into whether, whether that's my bank account or my wife into sure. being what I want it or her to be never mm. works. Yeah. It just doesn't work. Even my bank account, you know, I've made enough money to know that money doesn't make you happy. Yeah. Look, I've also been broke. That ain't yeah. no fun either. <laughs> so again, it's not yeah. about not having, it's not, money's not the evil or the yeah, problem. It's sure. my relationship to it. It's, mm. it's, what am I using it for? It's, it's, it, it's, and that's where I think, again, you know, love is my religion. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm ultimately everything I do is I want to be a, a, a voice and a presence and a, a fierce, yeah. fierce presence of love. Yeah. And also it's like, you're have a unique flavor of love, a unique expression of love. That's just uniquely yours because I mean, <clears throat> what is it that? Uh, and it totally makes sense. Um, there's a there's a Nako song. It's mm. like <clears throat> I've traveled something along the lines of I've traveled and I still find love undefined. Mm-hmm. Totally. But maybe we could define it in this conversation right now. <laughs> I, <love laughs> I mean, just ambition. for the context of the conversation, yeah. I love your ambitions, Broderick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. An ambitious man. I love for, it. Yeah. So so what what does that mean to you? It's courageous, ferocious. What else? Well, yeah, what does it mean to me? Um I think I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to a Rumi quote. I'll quote Rumi on this. All right, here we um, go. Because he's the ultimate. I think Rumi, poetry. We have to turn to poetry if we're gonna define love. Here we go. And Rumi is one of the greatest all times. Rumi said, Absolutely. We are so connected. Yep. The word connected doesn't even make sense. Mm. We are so connected that the word connected doesn't even make sense. Connected doesn't. So what even is make love? Sense. Love to me is simply an honoring. It's a way of existing in the world that honors our connection. Mm. It honors the reality of our connection. I am you, you are me. Yeah. Again, it's poetry. It's poetry. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to define love, I think we have to turn to poetry. Yeah. Poetry is almost the... Would you say love is like the, the interwoven fabric of the universe? It just weaves everything together? Well, I mean, there we go. We're, we're so connected. It's We're yeah. all connected. It, it's the It's the... But, you know, the body, we, we, we separate the body into parts. This is sure. my arm. These are my teeth. That's my kneecap. This is my spleen. Mm. But that the body doesn't know that the spleen doesn't know it's a spleen. My arm doesn't know it's an arm. It's all one part of a continuous whole, all working together. And yeah. I mean, if, my, if, I, if we chop off my arm, um, my body can still function. It's like my arm is not it. Yeah. You know, it's like, again, it's like, oh man, we're, we're, we're going deep down a philosophical rabbit hole. No, I love here. it though. It's great. But, yeah. you know, 
you know, we, we both, we, we hate most, our modern culture, we don't do poetry well because it doesn't give us definitive answers mm. and we want definitive answers. Yeah, like but it's like ask It's like asking who is Broderick? Yeah. Ooh, who infinite. is Broderick? Yeah. Is Broderick, are you your, is it, are you, are your teeth Broderick? That's uh, a piece. So if we get rid of your teeth yeah. and we give you dentures, yeah. what happens to Broderick? He's probably 70 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so let's take off a finger. Is your finger is your is your is your pointer finger? Is that Broderick? Um it's a piece. It's a piece. Yeah. Okay, so what happens if we lop that off and and now we're just, <laughs> you're you're is 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 the finger Broderick or is the body without the finger Broderick? <clears throat> Probably at that point the body. Okay, so now we're yeah. making distinctions. Okay, yeah. so let's we just keep removing body parts and 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 <laughs> When does Broderick stop being Broderick? Yeah, this is a great thought experiment. Um, whenever I've... Yeah, there's a lot of, again, yeah, distinctions we could make there about when. Um, but probably when I've lost enough blood to where I'm no longer behaving as myself. I Previous mean, self. Me. But then I guess you could, you know, go to the, the realm of, oh, that's a, that's a state of transformation. Well, see, now, now we're into the realm of religion because, and this is why even the abortion debate is so fraught with, with difficulty because mm. how do we define when life begins? Yeah. And it's, 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 and religion is poetry. Religion yeah. is metaphor. Yeah. So here we are back into poetry, yeah. trying to define, trying to come to certainties that, that elude us. Yeah. Speaking of and, definitions, would you yeah. consider yourself a poet? Definitely. Okay. Would yeah. you be able to give us a articulation of the nature or of nature as mm. the feminine? Mm. So the the feminine is that which is always changing. Yeah, ever you know, changing. I ha I had a rough day yesterday. Yeah, I'm not really sure why. There's a lot going on. I have a very sick person in my family right now, and yeah, and uh. uh was on an Arctic, uh, 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 what am I saying? Was on a ventilator with COVID until just a few days ago. And, yeah. and, and just, I, I, there's just a lot going on for me. And, and yesterday was a particularly painful and difficult day. I actually took the entire day off. I canceled, I had a couple coaching sessions and meetings and yeah. canceled it all because I just needed a, I needed a mental health day. Yeah. And that, that's that's the the feminine having her way with me. It's yeah. you know, the masculine in me wants nothing to change. Mm. The feminine is change itself. Yeah. Everything that changes yeah. is like the, the weather. Feminine. Weather, the land, yeah. my body, mm. uh, life is feminine. Yeah. And 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 just to be clear, we're just talking about a map. Right. This is just a map. Yep. It's not reality. Yep. It's just a map. It's a way of and organizing reality. We're just we're just trying yeah. to make sense of 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 a reality, and it's yeah. and and the masculine feminine map is a is a representation of life's duality. Yeah, there is there is you know the ultimate sort of articulation of the masculine and feminine map is is the feminine is mm. everything that changes, and the masculine is that which does not change. Yeah, yeah. So, ooh, you know, let your mind let try to wrap your mind around that. So, what doesn't change? What doesn't change? Well, per this map, mm. consciousness. Yeah. The witness. The what sees. Yep. What sees does not change. Yeah. What is seen, everything that can be seen or witnessed. Yeah. 
is the feminine. Every whatever whatever it is that does the witnessing, the seeing, yeah, is the masculine. That's just one one layer of this map. We could right. say stillness. You know, another yeah, another way of another way of framing that is stillness versus versus movement. Yeah. Okay. What are the other layers? I'm sure there's infinite layers, but. <laughs> Right. Well, you know, we can, we can, I think it's a question of where do we, where do we want to apply this map? For mm, relationships. So relationships. Yeah. Right. So in, in an intimate relationship between two people, regardless of, of gender or, or identification or sex. Sure. A, the, 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 a person who is animating more masculine. Yeah. Is going to be more directed having yeah. more direction they're going to mm. be the one who says let's go here for dinner mm -hmm. for example yeah. right they're giving direction yeah um the the partner who is another way of saying that is they're creating a container of sorts sure for the relationship they're yeah. um you know when when my wife and i we travel i I animate a lot of masculine energy in our relationship. And so yeah. I typically am the one that drives the car. Yeah. I'm typically the one that makes all of the logistical arrangements for our travel, whatever that looks like, whether it's buying plane tickets or getting a rental car, figuring out, you know, what, 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 uh, Airbnb or hotel we're going to stay at. Yeah. It's typically me that takes on a lot of that directionality and logistics and, because I'm creating a container, I'm creating a structure upon which yep. we can have a rich life experience. Yeah, she is the one who often animates all of that. So while we're while we're moving in a direction, she's animating a lot of that with her with her joy yeah. or her feelings or her excitement or her yeah um, her you know she another way I, I like to metaphor it is. You know, I, I often I'm I spend a lot of time building the castle walls, while she spends a lot of time tending to the fire inside the hearth, mm. in, inside the castle walls, and making like that. sure that the that the house that the castle is warm and that there's life. Yeah. We're alive inside of the castle, and we're we're vibrant, and we're feeling connected, and everything is is you know safe and going well. Yeah. Inside of the castle walls, because if, if she doesn't do yeah. that. I'm just so focused on the castle walls and keeping the chaos at bay from the outside world that I'll forget. I won't yeah. tend to the the life inside of the castle. Yeah. It'll it'll get cold and and in uh, <laughs> <and dang laughs> Yeah. In yeah. There. Yeah. I <clears throat> I love the that metaphor. I love all the like the masculine feminine metaphors and and yeah. examples. Um you spent a year with David Dieta, where I imagine you you took a lot of this in, and just what, how would you describe that year? Well, let's so to clarify, I I I've spent I spent years studying under him, but I I only met him once. Okay, in person. I only yeah. worked with him in person once for yeah. a, for a, a a brief four day retreat. Uh, with I don't know, maybe twenty four people, something like this. Yeah, and um, so I really don't know him. I don't know him personally. Yeah. I, but his work was 
wildly influential, deeply influential on, on the work that I do. And, and, um, you know, my experiencing of him though was, was unforgettable. I mean, it was, it was very strange and, and curious. And curious and 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 fascinating. And I was gonna say I watched a couple of his videos. He seems like a very unique individual, which everyone is, but him specifically. Yeah, he, he was he was he's not like any workshop teacher I've ever <laughs> workshop with before. Yeah, I mean he was, you know, I, I would say he's a wizard. Yeah, he was very wizard wizard like. Yeah, but not at all personable. Mm, yeah. And, and, uh, that was unusual. I've, I've never met a small workshop teacher who didn't want to know their students' names. And I don't want to talk shit about David Data. He can do his workshops however he wants. Oh yeah. But, um, he, he specifically he just, said, Hey, I don't want to know your name. <laughs> he didn't say that, but the way the workshop was structured, yeah. we students got zero interaction with him outside of the container of the teach of his teaching. Interesting. So it was a really fascinating experience. Would you say that's very too masculine? (laughs) Well, it definitely was hyper-masculine very much. I'm here to, to do this thing. The structure is rigidly created such that no connections will be made Mm. outside of this container. Yeah. And, uh, I've never experienced that before. And it was, um, I just, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was pretty wild to experience. And I I respect the man for, for doing it the way he wants to do it. And, um, yeah. yeah. Would you say, just going back just a tad, would you say that love is the feminine or is that too broad? I think that that's because uh, it's the it's the connection. Well, you know the way David would say it is is okay. the feminine when you're in your feminine the feminine loves loves love. Mm, yeah, <laughs> the feminine yeah. loves love. Yeah, the masculine loves emptiness. Mm, yeah, just emptiness. Yeah, emptiness. Yeah. Where where you know you look at these two. Uh, these two representations, like love fills everything. Mm-hmm. The masculine loves emptiness and the feminine loves love. Yeah. And this is, this is sort of the, you know, and again, coming back to relationship, you'll often find who, whichever partner in an intimate relationship is more masculine oriented, mm-hmm. they're, ten, they're, they're usually unconsciously attempting to pull their partner into emptiness. Yeah. Don't feel anything. You know, let's yeah. not make up problems where they don't exist. Yeah. For example. You know, don't get too excited, but also don't cry too much. Yeah. Don't cry at all, in fact, would be great. Yeah. You know, just like let's let's not have content here. Yeah. Don't talk so loud. Be quiet, <laughs> etc. You know, no content. I I need emptiness. Mm. Whereas the feminine, whoever, whichever partner is animating more feminine, is like filling the room with 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 light with love with energy with with playfulness with sound expression something wow yeah and and she's often and i say she but it could be he but he or she is is wanting to pull their more masculine partner into this fullness into into content yeah and often the two are irritating the hell out of each other because they don't understand 
that the, that they're each kind of coming at relationship from a different place. And, and sometimes people can swap. Sometimes I'm, I'm in a more feminine expressive mode than, than my wife is. And when sure. she really needs to be in her kind of masculine checkout mode, <laughs> she yeah. needs emptiness because she's had so much fullness. She needs emptiness. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Let's play. Let's, let's have fullness. Yeah. And she's like, get away from me. What would you say about that? Like inter, it's almost like a dance then. Um, obviously one's going to animate more one most of the time, but it's like a dance of that inter, like in a relationship, yeah. that dance of that, who's animating more at which point. Yeah. It's definitely a dance. We're, and we're doing the dance one way or the other. We're either stepping on each other's toes and button heads and, and, uh, or, or, or we're each dancing to our own tune. You know, I find it interesting yeah. these days that it's so it's people don't dance with each other mm. so much as we dance around each other. Uh, what do you mean you know, by you that? Go to fe- well, festivals, um, you know, d- electronic dance music is all about people dancing by themselves in a, in a crowd filled with people. Sure. We've, we've, we've largely, I think lost the art of dancing with a partner okay. and dancing in flow with, with another person where they, we have to feel each other's movements. Yeah. You know, a lot of the dance these days is just, I'm doing my own thing. You're doing your, we may be bumping up against each other, but we're both just in our own little dance. Yeah. And what are the I, effects of that? And well, I think we- it's a symbol of our evolution out of codependence, out of into a more independent state of being. Yeah. Oh, this um, is the first, second, third stage. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I think as a culture, we are we are really attempting to ground in in this in the second stage of independence out of codependence, but there's still so much codependent fear. Yeah. Going on in the world, you know. I mean, man, which which rabbit hole you want to go down here? Robert? Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking about it. So can we just <laughs> can we just briefly like illustrate uh-huh. the first, second, third, and then how we evolve to the third stage, which would be that interdependent dancing, yeah. I imagine, which would, yeah. everybody really wants deep down. Yeah. So we think about, you know, and we'll, we'll use this dance metaphor. So in the first stage, we're doing codependent relationship where everyone's trying to pull the dance in their own direction. Yeah. Or we're, we're not really feeling what the other is or we're feeling too much what the other person wants. And so we're going in their direction when we don't really, when that's not really what we want to be doing. Sure. But we're, you know, that's codependence. We're, we're either forcing our will on someone else or we're mm. allowing someone else to force their will on us. Yeah. When, that, when, when that's not what we really want to be doing. Mm. And so the dance is, the dance is either clunky and funky or, you know, there's a lot of resistance in it. We're stepping on each other's toes or we're doing a dance that I don't want to do. Yeah. Um, you know, I hate the waltz, but you want to waltz. So I guess we're going to fucking waltz and I'm going to just build up resentment over times. I hate this fucking dance. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You know, or, or, or we're mosh pitting, you know, I'm going to throw you into my mosh pit because that's what I want to do. And like... <laughs> But I, you, you don't want to, you're going to get hurt in there, but I don't give a damn. Yeah. You know, this is, that's codependent. And that's the history of humanity. At least yeah. modern history is just, you know, either forcing our will on, on other people or, or having other people's will forced upon us. Mm, yeah. And we're, we're living in a, in a great time of, of evolution, I think. Yeah. Um, 
you know, even America, the country of America, the land of the free, uh, independent, you know, what our holiday is Independence Day. It's, it's in the world. That's, yeah. that's a second stage holiday. It's independence. We're, we're <laughs> breaking the bonds of codependence, right? Yeah. We had the, the British, well, I mean, never, never mind what we did to the natives that lived here, but, the, but for white culture, the British, you yeah. know, we were throwing off the yokes of, of British, British dominance yep. in this country. And we create to create our own independent free nation. And, and we called it America. And, and, uh, that's the sword we fall on right now. It's all about independence. You know, I'll yeah. do my dance, you do yours and yeah. don't impede on my dance. Don't tread on me. Yeah. You know, don't tell me what to do. And and meanwhile, there's still a lot of me telling you what to do going on here yeah. over the ages. So it's, you sure. know, 400 we're, we're years really, almost more. What's that? Oh, 400 years, maybe more. Oh, and it, and it, and it, and it, it continues. You know, I was reading a story uh, in, in, in Texas a couple days ago, a Texas bar owner, I'm yeah. not trying to make this political. I'm trying to make a point of our hypocrisy around independence and sure. how codependent we are in our independence. Still, yeah. Yeah. there was a, a Texas bar owner who, you know, refuses to believe in that masks help and doesn't want anyone to wear masks. Think, you know, and there was a couple who went into his bar and they wanted to wear their mask Yeah, and he kicked them out. Yeah because they wanted to wear their masks. He, he, he kicked them out of his bar. Uh-huh. He said, you either have to take your mask off or you can't stay here. The irony is that he's standing for freedom. Mm. Don't tell me what to do. But meanwhile, he's telling them what to do. So most yeah. of what we're doing is this, we're, we slam back and forth. Even, you know, I'm, I'm, I brought it into the realm of politics for a moment, but let's go back to relationship. Sure. Most of, most of what we're doing is- But that is a relationship. And it is a relationship, yeah. certainly, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And most of what we are doing is we're slamming back and forth between this 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 independent mindset and the codependent mindset. Yeah. Uh, you know, and we do this in relationships all the time, um, where we you know we argue for especially especially the more masculine oriented person, mm. man or woman, is going to argue for their freedom. Yeah. But then when their partner tries to take a certain freedom that maybe they aren't comfortable with, well, then that's when they, they throw up. That's when they, they you know, uh, get upset about it and say, well, wait a second, you can't do that. That yeah. hurts me. Yeah. All of a sudden, the anyway, anyway. it's like a double standard. So, so how, anyway, do we, how do we transform that from the second to the third stage? Well, we don't until we really learn to practice independence, until we really learn to differentiate ourselves. It's, it's ironic that we really okay. have to fully experience our separation. Yeah. We have to we have to fully experience our mm. separation until we can come back into healthy connection, right relationship with others. Yeah, interesting right relationship. So it's it's like we have to fully we had to like be in the codependent mode, and then we fully have to experience independence as as individuals, but also we, as a we, collective. And then we all start codependence. We all started, well, because we're children. We're babies. Yeah. We literally will die if someone doesn't show up for us. Yeah. If we don't, if we aren't taken care of. That's codependence. And we gotcha. all start there. It, right. There's no way around it. No way around it. What, but that's what happens, most of us just, healthy. we stay there. Right. Into adulthood. Yeah. That's why like breaking up with someone can feel like we're going to die. Oh yeah. Been there. And it's so hard to break up because it feels like death. And yeah. it is a death of sorts. Yeah. It's like an ego death. But it's, it's. 
Well, and it, it harkens back to our childhood when if, if mom or dad left us, yeah. we literally could die. Like yeah. actually, yeah. If, if they don't feed us, if they leave us on the side of the road somewhere, we can't take care of ourselves. We're dead. Yeah. And our nervous systems, if we haven't learned to really differentiate, you know, do our healing work, do our mm. healing, the, the wounds of childhood, healing the, you know, grieving the, the, the parents we never had, even if we had great parents, every parent screws up their kid in one way, shape, form or another. Yeah. So if, do you, if we don't do the work of healing to differentiate ourselves, to really do our individual healing work yeah, so that we can be healthy, soul connected, let's bring it back to mm, uh, the soul the start. Yeah. yeah. Soul connected, you know, true self-connected adults. Yeah. If we're still living in the wounded self, if we're still living in the entitled, aggrieved, victimized self, well, yeah. forget about it. We're we're not going to be able to do healthy interdependent relationship. We're going to be slamming back and forth between codependence and independence at best. Okay. So let's say we've reached that state. Mm-hmm. Individual has reached the state, <clears throat> or two individuals in a relationship have reached that state of healthy independence. They've done their healing work. They're fully in tune with themselves, know their needs, requests, you know, what they like. How does that blend in the third stage? Well, and let's, let's also just be, let's be clear that I don't believe we ever, ever get rid of our codependent self. Okay. You know, I have I have moments of codependency that arise daily with yeah. my wife. And it can just look like, you know, she responds in a way that I don't like. Yeah. I she misunderstands me and responds, you know, what happens is I become her dad and she becomes my dad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and we're not even talking to each other. Yeah. Uh, now I'm talking to my condescending father and yeah. she's talking to her condescending father. For sure. And that, that's our codependent. And we've done a lot of work, both of us. Yeah. But it's still in an instant, just, you know, these are old memories. These are old patterns imprinted in the body. Yeah. So, but when we've done the work, we can see them quickly mm. and not react from those places. Yeah. Not speak from the wounded child place. Yeah. Not speak from the, 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 you know, the frightened kid who's afraid you know, or, or the rebellious teenager who's like, fuck you, dad, you know, you're not going to love me. I don't give a shit anyway. <laughs> we, we've, we, we've, we've done the work to, to heal through all that stuff. It doesn't mean it goes away. It just yeah. means we, we don't react anymore from that place. So, you know, what, what we learn in, in interdependence is how to soothe each other when, when the other is upset. We learn yeah. how to create how to create and maintain connection even in the midst of of disagreements and conflict and yeah. and, and even severe differences of opinion we we learn that our connection is more important than anything else yeah we learn that we could even we could even divorce if if we really discovered that our our journey is complete together but we wouldn't divorce in in hostility and anger and animosity and fuck yous yeah you know we would we could separate and divorce and because i love you we love each other mm-hmm. so much that we realize uh it's our our humans need to move on in order to really f- live a live a good life that we just we just can't find our way together and it's heartbreaking 
And it's okay. We do it out of love, not out of hatred. Yeah, I really like that. So that's an illustration of the third stage of the flowing that's of the the give and take. Yeah, very. It's a dance, and now it's a it's a harmonious dance. That, mm. that again, it still may have. I still am going to step on my wife's toes sometimes, and she's going to accidentally, you know, will knock heads. Yeah. But we we quickly we know how to say, oh, sorry about that. Oh, where were you going? Oh, uh, let me feel you. We're feeling each other. I mean, this is the dance of interdependence. Where now we're really feeling. We're feeling not just each other, but we're feeling ourselves. Yeah. And we're also not just feeling ourselves. We're feeling each other. So. Yeah. You know, I the, the the third stage is interdependence. It's the dance of we, mm. right? The the first stage is the dance of me, yeah, or you, yeah. Not it's one or the other. We don't we you know one of us only you know I'm either doing your dance or you're doing mine, and that's where yeah. the power struggle comes in. Yeah, if there's a power struggle, or it's also where the the narcissistic relationship comes in. You know, the hero zero. One yeah. person is the hero, and the other is the zero. Sure where it's all their way and I don't have a say, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's the, that's the dance of, you know, it's, it's either you or I, yeah. and the second stage independence is like, Hey, I'm going to do my dance. You get to do your dance too. Just don't, just don't fuck with my dance. Mm. I won't fuck with your dance and you don't fuck with my dance. Yeah. Right. And we see that in the culture right now, there's a lot of yep. even around the vaccine debates around mm. uh, in this pandemic, it's a lot of, I'm going to do my dance. You do your dance. Don't fuck with my dance. Yeah. No blending. There's no, there's no dancing. There's just hostility. There's just, you know, or there's, there is, there is the codependence. No, you have to do my dance. You have to get a vaccine. You have to, or you have to not wear your mask in my restaurant or you have to wear your, it's like, it's all, that's why it's, we're, it's it's such a shit show because we're not dancing. We're, we're endlessly trying to impose or resist being imposed upon. Yeah. I really like that. So the, and so the, in the third stage, we come back to, it's the dance of we, how do we navigate these challenging differences? And it's, it's not an easy place to live clearly, but yeah, it's, it's, I think it's the most rewarding. Do you think it gets easier over time? In a in a simple system of two people, I do. Yes, yeah. in a simple system of two people, uh, like an intimate relationship, absolutely. I mean, yeah. because my partner and I, we we we've learned so much about each other, even in just six years. Yeah. And for Sylvie and I, it's six years. You know, we're doing. I think we have a beautiful and extraordinary relationship because we do the work. Yeah. Because we we do the work on ourselves. Mm. Uh, and we, and we, 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 you know, we're committed to the dance of we, yeah. which, which includes both of us, but also transcends both of us. Mm. And what do you mean by transcends both of us? Well, so the dance of independence doesn't transcend us. It's, mm. it's, Hey, we can both hang out in this room, but you know, we're doing this separate. Yeah. You do your thing. I'll do mine. Yeah. We can, you can be here. You know, you, you can live in this house with me. Just don't fuck with my flow yeah. <laughs> and I won't fuck with yours. Yeah. Right. So like we both get to be here. It's like our country right now. It's like, okay, hey, look, we can all live here. Just don't fuck with my flow. You know, liberals, you go live in California. Conservatives, mm. we'll go live in Texas. Yeah. And the greater country of America is suffering for that yeah. attitude. Yeah. In the same way that a relationship, an intimate relationship between two people, two people will suffer for mm. that attitude. Yeah. So it transcends us, by which I mean, 
that there's a, there's a third thing that we care about, which in, a, in our relationship, it's called we. It's called, you know, they do this funny thing with, mm. uh, with celebrities, right? Like Jennifer, J-Lo and, and Ben Affleck are, are back together. And they call it, what do they call it? Benifer? <laughs> sure. You know, there's this they third blended the name. thing. Yeah. There's this third thing created. Yeah. It's like America, the United States of America is a third, is, is, it's, a, it's a third thing that transcends the individual states. We the people. We the people, exactly. Yeah. It's, not, it's not we the people of Texas or we the people of California. Yeah. It's we the people of the United States in the same yes. relationships. You know, we, we, Sylvie and Brian. Yeah. We the people of Sylvie and Brian. Yeah. You know, Sylvie and I, we're both opinionated, strong-willed, independent people. Yeah. We have, we have a lot of differences. Yeah. And, but the magic, look, I know how to live life by myself, Broderick. I did it for a long time. I'm good at it. Yeah. But it, I was... It's not, you know, I was, I was, there was a, a lack of depth mm. in, in just doing it by myself. Yeah. There was a lack of, of sharing or there were a lot of shallow experiences, you know, yeah. or, or deep, but, but not long lasting experiences Sure, that just left me feeling alone a lot in a way that I just didn't like. Yeah. And you know, relationships not easy, yeah. But it's profoundly enriching, yeah, to my life and and to my health. I mean, you know, married married men live longer when we're when when our relationships work. Married men and married women, we're 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 more satisfied, and they make more money. You want to say something? Oh, and they make more money. Oh man. <laughs> hundred percent. Yeah. We were more successful. Yeah. We're more, we just, you know, our wounds heal faster. Mm. Like literally our bodies are healthier when we're in healthy relationships. Yeah. Um, and in six years, you know, Sylvie and I, we've learned so much about each other. We, we understand, I get it. When I might do, do or say something that triggers her father wound. Yeah. I didn't know that two years into, you know, the first year of our relationship or two years. I didn't understand this. Yeah. But now that I know it, I can be more mindful, right? That's third stage practice. I'm not changing who I am. Sure. But I'm being mindful of, of the impact I have on her. Mm. And we're, now we're dancing and, and vice versa. You know, she's not changing who she is, but she is being mindful about the impact she has on me. That's, that's interdependence. We, we do... Both of us could be alone if we wanted to, but we don't want to. Yeah. We want to be in partnership, and so we dance. Yeah, better together. So, what if thinking all of that, your work with people, and then also just tying this in? So, there's like the divorce rate. You know what I mean? Very high. Yeah. Um, and what is? Sorry, I just got an email. Uh, what is the? One of the what are the most common things that people <clears throat> come to you with as far as problems go, mm-hmm. and then how is that sort of illustrated? How is that like a symptom of or an illustration of you know the divorce rate in this country and people splitting up and and not knowing how to navigate relationships skillfully or artfully or however you would articulate that? Yeah, well, there's a lot of focus put on the divorce rate because it's 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 you know it's an obvious clear number but yeah. what about the couples that stay together but are miserable sure that too you know people people it's it's 
popular to think that people fight over money, couples fight over money or, you know. Yeah. Sex. Yeah. Uh, even kids or work, whatever. Yeah. But I don't think that's what people fight over. People f- are fighting because they are experiencing a chronic lack of connection mm. in their relationship. They don't yeah. know how to create connection and stay yeah. connected. Yeah. Every couple is going to have, you know, my wife and I, we were at the Apple store yesterday. Yeah. And she spontaneously wants to spend $2,000 on some new Apple products. Sure. And uh, I was strongly discouraged her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't even tell her not to do it. I just wanted to look, she has a, she wanted to get a new iPad. She has an old iPad. I was like, babe, look, let's go home and well, let's get your iPad and we'll trade it in. You can trade it in for money and get it. And she's like, no, I want to buy it now. Yeah. And, uh, we, and we, you know, we had a little bit of a moment in the store where, She's wanting to spend all this money. And I'm like, babe, I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm just saying, let's do it differently. Let's yeah. you know, wait a day or whatever, a couple of hours. Let's go get, let's do this in a different way so that we're not wasting resources and this. Yeah. And we had a moment, like here was a clash of desires and, and, um, and uh, every couple experiences that. Yeah. There's not a couple on the planet that's going to see everything the same. Certainly. And for most couples that that what what happened to us yesterday destroys them they don't repair it they might bury it hmm. but you know Sylvie and I within within shoot i don't know not even 30 minutes we're laughing hysterically about it yeah. about what happened and 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 you know and and just because we f- we know how to repair and we know yeah. how to laugh at ourselves as much as the situation and yeah and you know it became a funny joke to us just thirty minutes later, but even for me in, in relationships past, that would have been that would have ruined the day ru- ruined my week yeah and we would have never recovered from it we would have just got past it but not really mm. so you know you guys know how to navigate relationships really well or in, in discord. Um, but most people don't connection. and create connection. Yeah. Yeah. But most people don't. How do you, how do you help people? How do you guide people through that shift? Well, you know, I have, um, so my, 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 I co obviously I, you know, I'm telling you the actual how I, I coach people. I'm specializing more in coaching men these days. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm coaching fewer and fewer couples and, and even fewer women. Yeah really focusing on specifically men. I have, you know, Sylvie and I created a course called uh, the conflict to connection 90 day couples program. And we're we're teaching, you know, first I, I I like to teach insight, you know, awareness, getting awareness again. It's not the money you're fighting over. Yeah. I think people, we, we first need to understand it's not the money we're fighting over. Yeah. It, that's the that's what I call the the level of the complaint. Right, that's the that's symptom. What's fighting at the level of the complaint. Yeah, and that that's not you don't create connection there. You just create more discord, more disharmony, more mm. disconnect. Mm, yeah. So I'm what I'm doing is teaching people how to get beneath the level of the complaints to understand the deeper dynamics, the deeper stuff mm. that's going on under the surface. And the masculine feminine map is a map that I use. Yeah. Um. 
Uh, but I use other maps. I might use the three stages map. What are the other maps? Three stages, masculine, feminine? Oh, there's endless maps. There's, endless there's, maps. there's the attachment theory map. That one's big, yeah. That's a fun map to work with. Yeah. Uh, you know, Tony Robbins, I don't know if he created this, but there's a his six human needs is mm, a great map. Yep. Also to work with sometimes. Yep. Um, Love languages? Yeah, I don't work. I don't personally work with love languages much, but but that is a map that people find helpful. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, What are some of the other maps? Um, I mean, there's developmental stages. Uh, There's a map of how of the developmental stages that we humans go through in a lifetime, and and a lot of times, again, I'm working a lot more with men these days, and and a lot of men are are stuck in perpetual adolescence. What does we that mean? Done. What does that mean? It means yeah. it means we haven't done our initiation work. Mm. We haven't been initiated into true adulthood. What happens in true adulthood, yeah. Broderick, is we learn. Well, first we. Yeah. Well, I don't know. First, in no order of in no order of uh, of 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 hierarchy, but sure. as true adults, yeah. we we're doing our soul's work, not mm. our survival work. Yeah. We're doing our soul's work. Yeah. We're also, and by soul's work, I mean it's the it's the work that is uniquely ours to yeah. to offer Dharma. our community and the planet. Yeah. Um. That in the way that we can uniquely offer it. Yeah. Um. I, I'm not doing it for money. I may be making money, but I'm yeah. not doing it for money. I'm doing it because this is what I know deep in my being. I must do. Yes. And 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 also as true adults, we then we take responsibility mm. for how for our impact on the world around us. Yeah. And again, you know, looking at society at large, you can see like you know a vast like a good majority of even our country doesn't even believe climate change is real. Yep. You know, we just keep buying shit, consumer consumerizing. We're 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 living in the consumer age, and we're at peak consumerism. Mm-hmm. And the planet, the planet is telling us, I can't fucking take it anymore. Yep. Here you go. Here you go. Fires, stronger storms, screaming. Yeah. Plastic, plastic in your lakes and rivers and your bodies now. Yeah. And and this is again evidence of us not taking responsibility, and we're now beginning to see the consequences of us not taking responsibility for our impact mm. on you know, mother earth in this case. Yeah. And, and, and this is, it's the same in relationship. We don't yeah. take responsibility for our impact and in adolescence, we don't take responsibility. So, okay. um, that's another developmental, yeah. uh, or another map, uh, I love to work with. Yeah. I really love what you just said. So, and that goes back to initiation and this might be a tangent, but <clears throat> people, so responsibility souls work, but what creates that psychological shift the initiation as you said we'd probably have to do a whole other podcast <laughs> on that we'll come back right. to it next year <laughs> that's a that is yeah. a that is a big subject okay a right. subject of 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 initiation of yeah of our growing beyond adolescence into true adulthood yeah i like that something to look forward to okay wow okay this is a great question Sacred union. What does that mean to you? Uh, well, what does it mean to you? I've read so many definitions. Um, 
would immediately. I'll be, I, yeah. I'll be honest with you. It doesn't mean that much to me. So I wonder yeah. what it means to you. Like, why is this an important question to ask? It's, it's a, I'd say it's a, almost like a buzzword. And, um, I've heard a number of definitions. I think the one that comes to mind is, you know, in the, in the spiritual new age community or, or, or momentum movement, it's basically two people coming together and it's almost as if, um, for a, for a higher purpose, uh, almost they're bridging themselves. And then what they bring to the world is something that elevates the world. That's what I understand it to be. Okay. And I think that's a beautiful definition. I, I can have a, a moment of sacred, sacred union with my dog. (laughs) I love that. I can have a moment of sacred union with the tree in my backyard. Yeah. I think again, you know, let's, coming back to Rumi, we're so connected. The word connected doesn't even make sense. Yeah. I think for me, how I experience the word sacred union, the reason I said it doesn't really mean much to me is because, Mm. uh, it's just, it seems a very arbitrary definition or decision to make it mean something. Everything is a sacred union. If I choose it to be, I love every moment can be a sacred union. Yeah. If I choose it to be, yeah. Um, yeah. It's almost just the meaning we apply some to something is what creates that. Yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful look. I think every every person, well, I don't know if this is true or not, but you know, sure. I certainly aspired to have a relationship with a woman that yeah, you know, was an inspiration in in and of itself and I I I know that I have that. You do, yeah. Um but you know, Sylvie and I a lot of our time together is just pretty mundane. it's not like (laughs) it's not like you know there's a burning bush in our living room that's just constantly giving inspiration all over the world (laughs) i mean a lot of it's just mundane time together it's just you know the the mundane moments of life are overwhelming compared to the moments of actual inspiration giving and you know and, and fulfillment of this dream or that dream sure um so that's why you know you know, sacred union. I mean, when I take mushrooms, man, I'm sacred unioning all over the damn place. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Um, okay. Here's a question. Why do great relationships heal the world? Why do great relationships heal the world? Well, uh, I don't know that there's evidence that they do, but I will say what I evidence again, can you provide? Well, <laughs> I think again we're all we're all yearning we're yearning for mm. yearning to come home. Yeah. One of my beloved teachers, Diane Connolly wrote a book called All Sickness is Home Sickness. Mm. All sickness is home sickness. Yeah. And I think everything that any of us are trying to do ever is we, we're trying to feel better. We're yeah. trying to feel, you know, f- to, to come home yeah. with a capital H, whatever that means. Yeah. We're trying to, uh, and I would say we're trying to come back into connection with source, with, mm-hmm. you know, whatever again. Our, our true self. Our true self with life. Yeah. To come back into connection, to feel 
our connectedness to all things. Yeah. And so I, I think when 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 we see a when we see a relationship of two people that have come together and are actually doing it well and they're they seem to be enjoying themselves and, and are and are and are you know living as an inspiration, I think that, that it's a it it speaks to the promise. Yeah. We all know deep in our bellies to be true that we are connected and yeah. that when we see two people doing that well, I think it it's ins- it it just it's inspiring. It's like okay, all right. Yeah. So the it's like the world isn't all fucked up. Yeah. It's not all just a chaos of disconnected, disembodied zombies and assholes. Yeah. There are people who know how to do connection well, yeah. and that feels deeply. Uh, it's possible. It's possible. Yeah. Create opens yeah. up that doorway of possibility. Yeah. Do you think that? <clears throat> I mean. It is almost like seems like an obvious yes, but as time goes on, that relationship satisfaction and quality will just naturally grow up, go up. I don't think naturally. I think it takes work. I think it takes intentionality. I think it takes right. I think it takes intention. Right, but but as we become more aware as a species, that that would just be the natural byproduct. I hope so. I yeah. certainly hope so. Yeah, I certainly hope so. As we learn the skills, you know, I think children in schools today are are learning more mediation skills. I think not not everywhere, but I know in some places they are learning more relational skills and more uh, problem resolution, you know, conflict resolution skills. And I think as we learn as we learn that more and more as kids, we'll just naturally know how to do that better as adults, which naturally lends itself to to healthier, more connected relationships. Yeah. What do you? What would be the impact if you just from the relationship? Like, say, there's like all of the disciplines across, you know, the planet, uh-huh. but relationship being, you know, a piece of the piece of the pie. What would be the impact of those? Like, the majority of people getting better at intimacy and and connection, like on the rest of the pie. I think. <clears throat> I think well, I think the planet will be healthier. Mm, yeah. When we when we are when we're finding more satisfaction in our relationship experiences, I think we we, we need to buy less stuff. Mm, yeah, fulfillment. I think I think the way we live is different. We live more in community mm-hmm. rather than again, it's like look at our our housing. You know, I've most places I've ever lived I rarely <laughs> know my neighbors. Yeah. You know, where every every man has his own little castle. Yeah, boxes. In this day and age. Yeah. And um, that that has to change. We're dying of loneliness yeah. in this country. It's literally killing I st- us. I'm, and I'm, I'm, I feel it. Yeah. Daily. Yeah. And so I think the planet just as a whole will be healthier. Yeah. Um, and so we can just get, get on with enjoying our days. I mean, being creative, being artistic. Mm. Uh, you know, enjoying each other's company. I, I'm, <clears throat> you know, I had this, I lived in Europe and France for a couple of years. Yeah. Many, many years ago. And, <clears throat> you know, it's easy to I, ideal, idealize a European kind of lifestyle, but, you mm. know, European cities are built around the village square. Yeah. They're built around community. They're built around, you know, the gathering places. They aren't, they, European cities at least historically, they weren't built for cars. Yeah. 
you know, in our country, in America, the public spaces are given over to automobiles by and large. Yeah. The, the roads and streets are given to cars, not to people. Yeah. So that doesn't serve us well. Yeah. And um, if anything, it just, again, reinforces that we're always, we always need to go somewhere. Mm. We need to be somewhere else to yeah. have, and to have experiences. And, and uh, whereas I think we, we need to re, I don't know, reinvent yeah. the art of, 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 of public spaces where we can just do, do society and culture and play together. Yeah. I love that. I think, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I definitely agree. Um, where do you see your work heading in the next five years? I remember you saying you wanted to start a relationship school. Mm. I remember you saying that. I did say that. I, you know what? I don't know that I'm going in that direction. I, I think what I'm, I think the direction it seems I'm going in is, I, well, it's not entirely true. I'm I'm continuing to do relationship work. I'm actually right now, definitely, hopefully in the next uh, month or two, launching a new, a really great new course for men. Yeah, to do relationship well. Tell us to about help it. Men elevate their relationship experiences. I think by and large, my work, you know, I've been focusing on couples mm-hmm. for the last eight nine years. Couples, but not just couples men and women who want to do, who really want to do relationship, particularly who want to learn to do relationship. Well, has been my focus. Yeah. Um, I'm moving now. I'm stepping more into helping men do life. Well, mm. with, a, with an emphasis on relationship, but not yeah. exclusively. So, yeah. So I'm, you know, I have programs now for men. I have a year long program called elevate Yeah. Uh, right now. We're, we're we're wrapping up Elevate 2021, which was a year-long coaching journey for men. Uh, and now we're stepping into Elevate 2022, which yeah. begins. How'd it go? Uh, oh, it's been amazing. We, yeah. I mean, we had a five-day retreat in uh, August in North Carolina, mm. a really beautiful uh, location in the Appalachian Mountains. Um, it's uh, It's just been Look, we men need to gather with other men. We yep. need to do our personal growth work and with other men. We need to be able to vent yep. about our frustrations to other men. Yeah, we need to be able to be challenged. Yeah, by other men. When we don't do this work with other men, we take that into our intimate relationships, and it's not the right place for it. Yeah, you know, our partners end up challenging us in ways that they don't want to challenge us, or they. Yeah. Or they, or we, we try, we vent to them, and it's when it's not theirs to hold. Yeah. Uh, if anything, they often feel threatened by our venting. Mm, yeah. So you know, we we need we men need other men. Yeah. Not just to go to the the game with, or to drink alcohol with, or to sure. you know chase women with, or to make money with. Yeah. We men need to gather with other men to have real fucking conversations with, to to just share our burdens, to vent our frustrations, to yeah. scream out our anger. And to be challenged, to yeah. be called out on our bullshit. Yeah. To, gr- to grow together. To grow together. Yeah. To elevate our lives together. Yeah. And then we bring that back into our relationships. Yeah. You know, we bring that man back into our relationships. Mm. So our partners get a man who's already held, who's, who's, who's you know, challenged in other ways by other men. Yeah. Um, et cetera. So, you know that's that's the work right now that I'm I'm really stepping into to big time. So I think 
I think the next year or two, I'm I'm really creating, I'm I'm dialing in men's work so that mm. men can. I I did a lot of personal growth work, Broderick, for many years. Yep. A lot of it's for women. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, it's very, it's very, it's it's very feminine work. It's very. Uh, <sighs> Tell us about it. Um. Let me let me retract that a bit. Okay. It's not so much that it's for women. When women are in the room, we men are different. Definitely. <laughs> we 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 feel different. We think different. We everything is different. Yeah. So, and that's the most, most of the work I've done over the years has, has been in, in, in rooms with where women are also. And that's great. That's important, but it's different from doing men's work mm. with other men. Yeah. We can have conversations. We can go places that we just can't go with women in the room. Right. For all kinds of reasons. Yeah. Um, we need to do work with women in the room. For sure. We'll be clear about that. Yeah. But we also need to do work where women are not in the room. Mm. And that's the work that I'm really focusing on creating right now. I, I really strongly suspect, Broderick, that in mm. three to five years, to answer your question, I will come back to focusing more on the relational dance and, and bringing women back more into my work. Yeah. Um, one of the things you said, I remember this, but you said men's work was the most important work on the planet right now. Mm. That's one of the things you said. Why do you why do you say that? Well, men are overwhelmingly still the ones running things. Yep. And men are overwhelmingly still the ones fucking things up. Yeah. <laughs> as a result of it. So, okay. you know, I say men's work. We men need to do our work. Or yeah. we're just gonna keep fucking things up. Yeah. It's that simple. Okay. All right. Simple enough. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's a lot more we can say about it, but I mean, it's that simple. There you go. Okay, so why are you hopeful for the future of the world? Speaking of. I am hopeful in the long term of things. Yep. I am, I'm a bit frightened in the short term. I okay. think things will get worse before they get better. Okay. I think climate change and our political strife is going to uh, increase chaos yeah, and dysfunction in the coming few, few years. Mm. I have ultimate hope in humanity that that um, we. I, I think we are entering a, a, a collective initiation of sorts. Mm. We are we, we're running into the 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 limitations of our adolescent yeah ways of being of not taking responsibility. I like that. And the earth the earth is leading the way in many ways. I mean, again, climate change. Uh, you you know you and I live on the West Coast yeah. in California. We've been deeply affected by these fires. Yeah, um, they're unprecedented in our modern history, and mm-hmm. uh, storms are getting worse. So anyway, we are entering a collective initiation, and uh, there's enough humans on the planet that I'm confident we'll survive. Yep. We won't be eradicated. Yep. Uh, I don't. I don't really know. Obviously, I can't possibly know what it looks like mm. in, in these coming decades. Yeah. Um, but long term, I believe because we have, we have no choice. Yeah, I don't really believe in the you know the dystopian futures of Mad Max. Um, no. I don't believe in that so much because I yeah. I think that 
I don't think we humans will survive in that mindset. Yeah. I think, you know, there will always be adolescents on the planet, but what, what I believe this initiation is about is about creating true adults mm. in the world. Yeah. Because there's not a lot of those right now. Yeah. But, but because of climate change and the political strife we're experiencing, adults must be created. And this is how adults get created. We get created through through challenge, through dark nights of the soul, through mm. through the, these 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 very difficult and scary and trying times where we don't know who we are, yep. and we don't even know if we'll survive. Um, you know, that's kind of what I when I came out of the military at twenty six. I didn't know who I was. Yeah. I knew I wasn't an officer, but I didn't know who I was. You know, a military officer, but I didn't know who I was in its place. I had no idea. Yeah, and I just wandered. I wandered through a wilderness. Of sorts, you know, traveling with a backpack around the world for two years, and and uh, it was a very difficult, difficult, and scary time. I yeah. I remember even telling my mom at the beginning of that trip. I told her, "Mom, I may never come home." Mm. I literally said those words at 26. I told her, "I may never come home." Yeah, and it's ironic. I didn't know, I didn't know what I was talking about then, Broderick. Yeah, but I do now. I knew that that adolescent, the boy in me, mm. he would never come home. He had to, yeah. he had to, he, in a way he had to die Yep. in order that a man, the mm. man, the, the seed, you know, the oak tree man in me could be, could be finally born. Yeah. And I think that's what humanity by and large, we're, we're also, we're at a place where we, we, we can't come back. Yeah. We, we may never, we can't come back to this broader. Absolutely not. <laughs> What will be next? I don't know, but it can't be this it's, because the the we won't survive. Yeah. We can't survive. I mean, what's what we're doing to our bodies? The pollution. I mean, mm. even again, the smoke, man. Yeah, you know, from everything from COVID to plastic particles in our Ooh. in our bodies to lowering sperm count. You know, men. Yeah. The, the the epidemic of lowering sperm count in men. There's just yeah, we can't. We're, we we. We will never come back to this. Yeah. So here we go, man. Hold on. Yeah. What happens? I don't know. But long term, I'm hopeful. Yeah. There's two. There's two. Two questions that <laughs> spawn from that. Uh, one is, do you think you'll ever have children? My wife and I are actively trying to have a child now. Okay, that speaks to hope. I'd say, you know what? There's like that quote of like. Yeah. Faith is bringing an umbrella or something to that effect to, you know what I mean? It's expecting something to happen. And it's like, yo, if yeah, you're having yeah, yeah. kids, it's probably a sign that you believe we're all going to be okay. Um, and then the other question was kind of to the adults. It's like, what what needs to happen is more adults need to be created, uh, which I kind of take as like, you know, that's, that's leadership, which is like taking responsibility. Um, <clears throat> I don't really know where the question was there. Um, how was that? It's it through that dark night of the soul, figuring out who you're, who you are mm -hmm. by figuring out who you're not or what is that? Like, could you speak to that? I know it, it would be a whole other podcast, but it, yeah, it's a big question, but ultimately, yeah. you know, a true adult responds to the needs of the world. Mm in a way that is sourced from his or her deepest authentic truth reality Essence. you know gifts offering yeah right now what we by and large have are are people who are you know we have 
chronologically adult people mostly trying to make money mm. and not responding to the needs of the world. They're responding to the to the to the wants of the marketplace. The, the ego desires. The ego desires of 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 consumers. Mm. That's not gonna that's not what true adults do. Yeah. That's what you know egocentric adults stuck in adolescence do. Yeah. And you know when I talk about this too, this map, I'm 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 referring to the work of Bill Plotkin. Bill he wrote a book called Nature and the Human Soul. Mm, I like. Go that. read that. Nature yeah. and the Human Soul. Bill Plotkin. Nature and the Human Soul. He he mapped the, all this out in in amazing amazing. It's my new Bible. He okay. mapped it out in in incredible detail. Yeah. And, uh, so, so true adults. One of the things that. Marx is the hallmark of a true adult is, yeah, he, he or she responds to the needs of the world. And for example, as the world is revealing that, you know, climate change is happening, drought mm. in the West, fires in the West, storms in the, in the, in the East for just for America, never mind yeah. the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, we need to do something about that. The world has a need. It's showing us that, that something's changing. So mm. a true adult is sensitive to that yeah. and responds and says, okay, well, what's happening here? How can we, how can we adjust to meet this need? Yeah. And again, you, you know, the people just are who, you know, we got to keep the economy going. That's not what a true adult says when this is happening. That's yeah. what, that's what an adolescent boy says because he, he just wants to have a good time. Yeah. He wants to party. Yeah. yeah, he just wants to party. He doesn't want to take responsibility. He wants to party. Sure. Yeah, that's just one example. What's another example? Just one more. Um. Well, true adults also recognize that adolescents need initiation. Mm. Uh. Right now, because we have very few true adults, there's initiation. It doesn't happen. We, you know, adolescents. There's a reason that, yeah. that 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 boys especially stay adolescent well into their 40s, 30s, and 40s. Yeah, and that it falls on the the shoulders of their intimate partners to do the initiating, mm. and that's not the shoulders it's supposed to fall upon. And yeah. that's why so many relationships are shit shows. Yeah, you know, it's why. So many women in particular are so angry at men and so disgruntled in their relationships because they're they're partnered with adolescent boys. Yeah. That were never initiated. Yeah. True adults recognize that they're that that adolescents, especially boys, require intentional initiation. So true adults are orienting towards yeah towards the adolescents with an understanding of why adolescents are so are such risk takers for example yeah of of why you know there's an epidemic of teenage suicide in this country mm, yeah. one of the reasons for that is because teenagers they're confronting especially boys and and the epidemic is worse in boys than it is in girls mm. or at least boys succeed at killing themselves more often than girls do mm-hmm. um but teenage boys, they and teenage girls for that matter, they're 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 confronting for the first time in their life mystery. 
Mm. Who am I? I mean, that question, who the fuck am I? Yeah. You don't know. I mean, that's why in adolescence, they're trying on all kinds of garbs and, yeah. and, and identities, you know, everything from, from God. I don't even know what they are this day, in these days, but in my day, it was like the goths and the jocks and yeah. the nerds. And, you know, you just had all these different groups that people sort of found themselves trying on, sure. whether because it was cool or they had no choice. Sure. Um, so, but as we're wanting to get out of adolescence, we're, we're also sort of facing this mystery. Well, who am I really? I know I'm not a goth or a jock or a, mm -hmm. but our culture doesn't, we don't encourage that question. Yeah. We just say, go to college or get a job. What yeah. do you mean? Who are you? You're my, you're, you're Jake. Yeah. Just go get a job. You need to make money. You know, you need to make money in this world. So, so we don't encourage initiation at all. We don't, mm. and, and true adults recognize the need for that. So yeah. that's another example of what true adults do. They turn around and they look at the youth and they don't just figure out how to help them make money or get jobs or yeah. or, or not take drugs. Yeah. You know, why do teenagers do drugs? Because they're trying to figure out who the fuck am I? They're facing mystery. They're wondering who am I? What is life? What is this life all about? Mm-hmm. And and boys especially, they they need to confront death. You know, they're confronting, they're taking risks because that's because ad, adult males have, in a way, reconciled themselves to with death. Yeah. They've confronted death. They have they have understood that I am I am I am bigger in a, in a sense. I am. They've been humbled by death, but mm. also overcome it in a sense. So there, it's like they're willing to die. They, that's how we take responsibility. It's like responsibility means I am willing to die yeah. to what I need or want for the sake of the whole. Right. Like taking risks. Like uh -huh. that, what you're saying is that adolescence doesn't take risks and the adults do? Or no, the no. adults take Adolescents measured risks? take all kinds of risks. Right. Adults also take risks. It's not about the risk taking. It's right. about... Adults take thoughtful risk. Mm. Adolescents take all kinds of risk because why not? Because yeah. that's the nature of adolescence. They're trying, in a sense, it's trying to prove themselves, mm. trying to figure out what are my limits. We're pushing yeah. limits in adolescence. Yeah. Adults aren't necessarily pushing limits just for the sake of pushing limits. A true yeah. adult, um, adult, a true adult pushes limits because it serves the right. whole. It serves to push a limit. It serves to to, yeah. to create a new reality. For the for the benefit of the whole, yeah. adolescents are pushing limits because they're trying to figure out who they are. Yeah, and you know, like, am I someone who who can only jump off a, a five foot diving board, or am I someone who can jump off a fifty foot diving board? <laughs> yeah. That's what adolescents are trying to work out. Yeah, right. In our adolescent, we're trying to figure out who the hell am I? What am I capable of? Mm. And. What what adults what an, what a true adult you know the initiatory process of an of, of of adolescence is is essentially putting an adolescent through some trial that through which he does and I'm speaking really more towards male initiation right now mm -hmm. um, that he's put through some ordeal where he really gets to overcome like prove himself in a way. Mm. So that he doesn't have to keep proving himself anymore. Yeah. It's like the ultimate proving of himself. And there are some pretty intense boyhood to manhood rituals around the world where where a lot of pain is involved or the yeah. or the presence of death is real. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, again, it's why a lot of teenage boys, there's a, there's a, either, you know, taking lots of physical risks through extreme sports or join the military where, you know, hopefully they'll get to shoot at someone and be shot at. Yeah. I mean, look, they don't necessarily think that consciously, but there's a subconscious drive to face death. Yeah. Because, because it's, 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 it's an essential part of the, the initiatory process. I love it. I love it. Okay, cool. We're going to go to the the final five questions. Um, The first one being, what's your personal heart-centered vision for a more beautiful world? Well, I want to live in a world where women feel safe. All right. Where women can walk around, they feel safe because they know that they aren't, because they know that the men in their midst uh, genuinely care about their well-being. Yeah. And I think if we live in that world, man, so many other good things are happening. Yeah. I think I want to live in a world where we are, we're community focused, mm. not individual focused, yeah. but where we have a healthy balance of yeah. community and individual, uh, you know, and then that's, I think that's, that's the dance. tension. Yeah. Yeah. That we're doing that dance. It's yeah. a, it's a world of we that doesn't forget the individual. Right. So w- this is a really interesting, just offshoot, but. What what are the offshoots of all women feeling safe on the planet? Like, what are the benefits for everybody when that happens? Well, I think w- women women are they're they're able to bring their gifts yeah. to the world more. Yeah. Right now, I think women still know that they need to shut themselves down so much because they'll be in danger mm. if they really shine their light. Yeah. And bring their gifts, and there's ample evidence of that. Yeah. Uh, in the world, you know. Um, so I just think the world will just be a more and rich. and what are those gifts? I mean, I'm okay. sure it's infinite. It's in their infinite number of gifts. There's as many gifts as there are women, as but, there are women. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Okay, yeah. cool. Do you? F- I already know the. We already know the answer to this. But do you feel as though you're living your soul's purpose? But more specifically, how do you know? Yes, I know I'm living my soul's purpose, and though I will say. It's something that I often have to check in on because yeah. just because I'm just because what I was doing three years ago right. was in alignment doesn't mean that doing the same thing today is still in alignment. Sure. I think when we're really living our soul's purpose, if it's evolving and yeah. growing and changing, yeah, and uh, at least the expression of it is. Sure. And so I'm, 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 I'm often just checking in with myself about you know, am I in love with my work? Am I am I really am I really enlivened and yeah you know, I, I give you an example. I'm I'm exhausted these days, Broderick. Yeah. I do work that I love, yeah. but I'm exhausted. Yeah. And what I'm realizing, I'm I'm approaching burnout. Yeah. Even doing my soul's purpose. Yeah. But what I realize is that um, I need to I need to sort of shift how I'm doing things or I'm not going to be, I'm not going to sustain this. Yeah. And so in a way, like my soul's purpose, there's a there's a rest factor. Hmm. You know, I'm coming yeah. into a season where I also need a lot of rest. Yeah. And so it's just a there's again, there's layers to the question. And it's never Absolutely. so black and white as is, you know, yeah, hurrah, I'm living my soul's purpose. <laughs> Everything's great and rosy from here on out. For sure. Yeah. It's there's there's trials and tribulations and there's there's depth and, and texture to yeah. to that process. Um <clears throat> What guidance would you give to someone who wants to expand on what you've created in the world? Um, 
Huh. Well, I would say um, just keep learning. Keep learning. Keep sharing what you learn. Give credit to your, you know, and by credit, I just mean honor. Mm. Honor your honor your mentors and teachers. That's something that I didn't do as much early in my career. I think because I think in this day of social media, also we, you know, every, everyone wants to be the expert. Mm, yeah, I, I want to be the one that is the source of all the information and knowledge. And and I went through that stage, mm. and that spoke to again a deep fear of not being seen, a deep feeling of mm. disconnect, and yeah. thinking that if everyone looked up to me as the man then I would feel better. And actually the opposite is true. It just feels more empty. Mm. So, you know, learning to honor my teachers, like as I did in this conversation, speaking to about David Data, I mean, you asked about him, but also yeah. I shared that, you know, his work, he profoundly influenced my work. I shared, yeah. I'm talking about the developmental stages of, of humans. I talked about Bill Plotkin. Yeah. He is a, a mentor and teacher and man that I'm just great, immensely grateful to giving me a new map of to work with. And, yeah, you know, so honor, honor your mentors and your teachers and, you know, the lineage that you studied from and just keep going. Don't be afraid to, to make mistakes, to mess up, to get it wrong. Mm -hmm. you know, what you, what you believe at 26 Broderick is not going to be what you believe at 36. Oh yeah. Not even since last week. <laughs> not even <laughs> you know since last I mean? week. That's right. There's, there's, yeah, there's a constant evolution going on here. Absolutely. Yeah. When Soul Garden is complete, will you come share your magic? Broderick, absolutely, man. Oh yeah. I've always been very impressed and moved by your vision and your heart. Mm, and so, uh, yeah, man, I can't wait to see what you uh, continue to create. And yeah. uh, man, if, 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 if it's in alignment to be a part of it, and I can't imagine that it would be, I would love to uh, contribute. I'm looking forward to it. Last question. This one's my favorite. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite love song? Yeah. Yeah. You sent me that question. I didn't think about it. And <laughs> I mean, I'm a I'm a love song junkie. I'm a I'm a fanatic of but I'll tell you the love song that really got me wrapped into music uh in my teens. It was the song uh by Journey. Okay. Open Arms. Open Arms. Open Arms. And I'm actually gonna give you three songs. I'm sorry. But right. I'm gonna do it. The, the more the merrier. Another journey song, Faithfully. I love Faithfully. that song. Yeah, yep. you know that song. Yeah. I mean, because that song is a love song, but it also rocks out. Oh, yeah. Uh, Open Arms is just a beautiful uh, piano song. I, I taught myself to play that on the piano in my like when I was 20, and that kicked off my own musical ex expression. That's why I got my drum set in the in the back. Oh, yeah. Because of that song, yeah. getting, starting me on a musical path. But then there's a modern love song that mm. I'm in love with. And if I would have thought about it longer, I'd probably come up with a dozen, but... Yeah. The one that just haunts me yeah. is a song in a good by, way, in a beautiful way. Yeah, is a song by London Grammar. Mm, yeah, and the song is uh, "Rooting for You." Oh, I like that. Have you heard that song? I maybe I've definitely heard some London Grammar. She sings the shit out of that song. She yeah. the way she sings that song. She hits every note you you your your heart wants her to hit. It's yeah. exquisite. Ooh. London grammar. So that's from a modern era. Yeah. And then, you know, the the distant past. Yeah. 
Brian, this was possibly my favorite conversation in a while, and I really appreciate you, the way you articulate things, the way you show up. And I'm looking forward to a future conversation as well about that initiation and and probably Mm. a couple other topics. And yeah, I just want to say thank you. You're very welcome, man. I look forward to it. And you're a great host. You ask great questions. And uh, as I said, man, it's it's been a pleasure working with you in the past. And I'm, I'm really excited to see what you keep creating, Broderick. Yeah, looking forward to it all. Send you love, Brian. All right, brother. Be well. All right. Thanks for tuning in and listening. There will be new episodes every new and full moon. And we'll be rotating through topics seasonally. Fall is collective healing. I'm really excited for this journey, and I just want to set the intention to infuse as much love, healing, play, creativity into it as possible, because that's what really brings it to life and and makes it the journey, which is a long one, absolutely fulfilling. So with that, I'm sending you all so much love. Until next time.